Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Joel Levy, and we're looking at Masechet Megillah, page 10, Daf Yud. We're in the middle of a whole series of Mishnayot that have the same literary structure, Ein Bein Zer Uvein Zer, Ein Bein Zer Lezer, Ella, dot, dot, dot. There's no difference between this and that except for the following, or the only difference between this and that is as follows. And uh, the Mishnah before, um, the one we're going to look at, said, Ein bein tana. Ella, dot, 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 dot. The only difference between a major bama, a major high place or place of sacrifice, and a minor place of sacrifice, a bamaktana, is psachim. Well, we're not going to go into details with that, but the distinction between a bamagadola and a bamaktana is to do with the process of centralization of the uh, Israelite pulchan during the process of the occupation of the land of Canaan as the children of Israel were wandering and hadn't yet settled themselves in Canaan, uh, there was a central place for uh, the sacrificial system, which was based around the uh, Ohel Moed, or the Mishkan. Um, but that moved, and uh, that was called the Bamagdola. But at the same time, there was a Heter, there was permission for people to offer Korbanot in other places as well, which was referred to as a Bamaktana. Um, that ceased um, when, uh, in, as we get to the next Mishnah, we get to the situation at Shiloh. And uh, according to the book of Joshua, in chapter 18, at the beginning, there was a certain point during the occupation of the land of Canaan when the Israelites gathered together, Vayikalu kol adat b'nei Israel Shiloh, Everyone got together in Shiloh, Vayashkinu Shamet Oel Moed, and they and they established, um, set up the tent of meeting there. Vaharetz Nich Basha Lifnehem, and the land was uh, conquered before them or subdued before them. And uh, the um, according to Chazal, that moment of the establishment at Shiloh uh, changed the situation, um, and Shiloh became a focal point. Um, for the sacrificial system, and whilst at Shiloh, um, there was no possibility of sacrifices being offered um, uh, beyond Shiloh. Um, the uh, the the uh, the following Mishnah discusses the difference between Shiloh and Yerushalayim. Ein bein Shiloh le Yerushalayim ella 
dot 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 and pulls apart some uh, cultic differences between um, Shiloh and Jerusalem. Um, according to uh, the Talmud, Shiloh was the resting place for the Mishkan and for the Aaron Kodesh for uh, 369 years. This was a, not a temporary dwelling place um, in the sense of it being a very protracted amount of time. But after Shiloh, the the uh, the Shiloh was possibly destroyed, or the Ark was definitely uh, moved away and lost to the Plishtim. And uh, Shiloh moved, was no longer the central place in, of the uh, of the Jewish uh, ritual life, um, and uh, the uh, the Mishnah at the end of that Mishnah um, says as follows that Kedushat uh, Shiloh Yesh Achare Heter Kedushat Yerushalayim Ein Achare Heter. That's regarding the sanctity of uh, Shiloh. Yesh Achare Heter, meaning uh, once uh, Shiloh was lost, um, there was uh, once again a Heter, permission for people to be engaged in the Bamot Ketanot, in the in the uh, uh, spread out life of uh, cultic practice and making sacrifices away from the main centers of uh, Jewish ritual life, whereas that's not true in Yerushalayim. Kedushat Yerushalayim ein achare heter, the establishment of Jerusalem as the main center um, was a permanent centralization of Jewish cultic life, after which, even after the destruction of Jerusalem, um, it wasn't possible um, for there to be the sac- any form of sacrificial system um, outside Yerushalayim. The uh, Gemara on page 10 on Yudamud Aleph uh, raises a problem to that from um, from real eyewitness testimony or from at least from someone who's heard of testimony as uh, Rabbi Yitzchak says as follows Shamati shemakrivim beveit chonyo bezman hazeh Rabbi Yitzchak says I have heard that they are making sacrifices in Beit Chonyo at this very time well, that puts the cat amongst the pigeons because uh, Rabbi Yitzchak is saying that I have testimony, or I have heard, that they that people are offering sacrifices in this very at this very time, at this very day, um, outside Yerushalayim. Beit Chonyo is a reference to the land of Onias, uh, which is uh, an area in a, in the uh, di- the Nile Delta in ancient Egypt, where a large number of Jews had settled and where apparently there was a temple uh, presided over by Konim um, of the family of uh, Honyo. And uh, that temple existed for a significant period of time and that there were uh, real sacrifices going on um, uh, in the uh, sanctuary there at Honyo. Uh, um, at Josephus mentions uh, this uh, uh, alternative center of Jewish cultic life. Uh, some uh, propose that it was destroyed um, around the same time that the temple was destroyed, somewhere around uh, 73 of the Common Era. Um, Rabbi Yitzhak lives after that, and it's possible that the, te- the cultic life there continued um, after the destruction uh, of the Second Temple. The Talmud seems to suggest that uh, Rabbi Yitzchak, who makes this, who has this uh, testimony, um, is actually claiming that it was kosher. Not just that he's heard that there was a treif, disgusting place somewhere in Egypt where people were offering such sacrifices, but rather Beit Chonyo loved Beit Avodah Zarahi, that, um, that Beit Chonyo was actually uh, a, a kosher place for offering sacrifices. 
Um, that's the proposal being made by the um, by the Talmud. There's even a literary explanation as to why Rabbi Yitzchak could make such a claim um, based on a verse in Deuteronomy 12, uh, You have not come until this moment to the menucha, to your resting place, to your inheritance. Menucha zo shilo, menucha is shilo, nachala zo Yerushalayim, your inheritance place is, is Yerushalayim, and then there's a hekesh, mekish, a link between mekish nachala le menucha, there's a link between nachala and menucha, ma menucha yeshachare heter, just as after the menucha, after the resting place of shilo, when shilo was destroyed, um, there was after it a period of permission, to go and offer sacrifices elsewhere. Af nachala heter. So too with nachala, after the destruction of Yerushalayim, there would be the possibility of a heter, of permission to decentralize the korbanot um, after the destruction of Yerushalayim. The, the Talmud then continues. Uh, the question was asked to Rabbi Yitzchak, did you actually say that? Amarlehu, he says to them, no. He denied ever having say, saying that, to which Rava responds and says, hello him, by God, um, Amara, you did say that. I have heard you say that. I learnt it from you. I've heard that tradition, um, and um, and then there's a question of why, you know, why uh, Rabbi Yitzchak would have denied making such a claim. It looks like pressure is brought to bear on Rabbi Yitzchak not to make, um, not to even suggest that um, it might be kosher, might be acceptable to establish. Uh, a sacrificial system after Yerushalayim has been established as the central place for Jewish cultic life. In our day too, once someone has made the bold claim that Yerushalayim is the eternal, undivided capital city of the uh, Jewish people, it takes a brave leader to stick their head above the parapet and to suggest that it might not be eternal, nor might it be eternally undivided. Centralization has its own momentum, and decentralizers can very easily be painted as traitors to the cause. How wonderful that the Talmud records the seemingly heretical voice of Rabbi Yitzchak, who says, seemingly innocently, I have heard I have heard that people are offering sacrifices in Beit Chonyo in this very day. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.